0: On this Still Parents podcast special, we take a look back at some of the thoughts, the stories, and the advice from our recent guests over the last five episodes. On episode 36, we were joined by Chris Douglas from Denver, Colorado, where he spoke about the different ways men put off dealing with their own grief and also to tell us more about baby loss support inside the USA.
1: It's, uh, yeah, you're expecting all the things that you spent nine months getting ready for. So when you don't have anyone at home, it changes for sure. I did jump into work and like most I probably drank a bit more than uh than I would before and and then started really coming to therapy. Found it. I have a great therapist now who's who's helped me. And I think the biggest coping has been my wife and I's, you know, strength going through yeah, through this. Uh, it's tough to grieve a, a child loss because we do it differently. Courtney had mm. had him in her for 9 months and 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 I only had the the touch and the feel and the hope and the excitement. So there's a a great amount of respect you have to have for each other's grieving process because it's different.
0: Because obviously not every relationship will survive Something like this. It depends on where the relationship was in, you know, even leading up to the pregnancy and whether it was planned or whatever the personal situations are, which leads me on to that point. And you've kind of already answered the question, but how your relationship, because it's not actually been a year yet. It's nearly a year, isn't it? It's next month. Yeah, next month it'll be a year one. The changes or the evolution in you two as a couple.
1: We had a long engagement and we got married under COVID, but we were married in 2020. Okay. Uh, But we've been engaged since twenty. Seventeen, I think. I feel like getting our own therapists has helped when you have a bad day and and your partner's having a good one, uh, because the good ones come so few and far between in in the early months that you feel bad and guilty to to be you know de- delving into your grief when you can tell that your partner's having a good day and and then vice versa. So, you know that's helped, but in the end, there's just that listening ear and turning off that guy male urge to fix something
0: that's right i'm gonna bring ryan in now when you said that chris straight away i thought ryan because that's you've you've said this a few times men are fixers and it's
2: exactly on the back of what chris has just said absolutely men we are we're wired to fix things and we're wired to make (laughs) things better for people and and to try and take pain away from those that we love and and protect those that we love as well and i think that Well, certainly a lot of men that I speak with, it always comes down to the fact that A, they had no control over what was happening. B, they weren't able to make it any better. And C, it was something that was completely and utterly taken out of their hands um, that they weren't able to fix and they weren't able to change the outcome. And ultimately, then that is where complicated grief, if you like, happens with men is, is that they find it very, very hard to be able to accept that they're not in control of everything and that sometimes mm-hmm. you you have to almost take a step back and and look at what's in front of you and accept the fact that you can't control everything at the same time
1: yeah and and to see your partner go to bed sad and and nothing you can do there is 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 almost tougher than than yourself because we're we're prone to fixers and and generally generationally we we get told to you know suck it up and and yeah. and do this and and that's the other part of that journey is we don't get patronized as much right they assume hey how's your wife yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and not very often is it hey how are you
3: Chris can I ask you a question what's the um if there's a if there's a, a way of answering this what's the attitude towards child death in America
1: I, I think it's just as brushed over as uh, as I've heard from your guys's podcast like I said our nurses were amazing in the hospital but That's another generation down from when a a child was born still, it was taken from the room and and assumed that it was going to be easier on the parents to not ever see them and to just forget about it and move on. And I I know for a fact that that goes back to just like my wife's uh, grandmother, her generation had that attitude. So can't be thankful enough that we actually got to spend time with with Conrad knowing that you know that's still a very hard work that nurses and, and healthcare are working towards to be more sentimental about, about our, our children
2: i quite often say chris that i almost feel like our generation is the is the sort of pivot generation between the and i'm going to use the old english term here which is have a cup of tea because a cup of tea fixes absolutely everything and the mm-hmm. stiff upper lip generation whereby, like you say, some of the older generation where the baby was taken away because it was deemed that that was the best thing to do. And then you've then got the, the younger generation now that are coming through the schools that are expected or, sorry, being educated and expected to show feelings, to show emotion, you know, yeah. to be able to talk, to be able to cry. And almost feel like we're that generation that is almost the pivot between. And we're trying to break the stigmas for the older but whilst also trying to embrace the younger, sort of setting a, an example for the generation that's going to follow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, is right. it like that over um, in America? I, I know Matt's obviously asked you about what the sort of you know responses in regard to, to baby loss and, and and so forth over there. But yeah, is it similar to what how I'm sort of explaining it here?
1: Yeah, you know, it's um, mentioning my friend Jake and Ashley who, who lost uh, their son Waylon and in, in a my wife's cousin a second cousin john and monica lost a son connor in the same way and 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 they've been you know an incredible resource for me like like you guys and i think outside of that um that attitude you know still prevails that you know you bucket up or have a cup of tea uh as you're saying i love how you say that as an american tea have <laughs> a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd get a little uh, crap on the podcast. Through, through <laughs> my American Excellent, so you'll fit right in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I think it's a, I think it's a good time to to be aware of that, and to, yeah. and to be a you know fairly strong young men to 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 let our emotions out and and, and ask for help uh, when we need it. It never does well to not. Yes, Dave. I right. think that's.
4: Um, Again, you know, what a horrible thing for all of uh, of us to have been through in whatever guise we've been through it. But if that's a positive to take away, and I believe that it is, is that I'd like to think that we can all therefore be a bit of an agent for change and that at least the people that we interact with, that we don't have that approach and that we would instead pose a question to them. You know, are are you okay? Like you just said, we'd acknowledge and recognise that and ask them that question and furthermore say... If you're not, which I imagine you're not, regardless whether it's about child loss or something different, you know, any form of trauma, that you then ask the question, what, what are you doing to, to look after yourself? I, because I, that opens I, the door to that question. And they can say, well, I'm, tra- I'm trying this, I'm trying that. Or they might open the door to something darker and I've been doing a bit of this and I need to stop. or And so you can start to help guide them in whatever way towards some support if that's what they need. And, and I think that's a sad thing. It's awful to go through trauma like we have, but at least in that sense, you, you are a... Positive influence on those around you, if if and when you're, you're called
0: upon, I suppose.
3: I also think that that our generation are probably better at picking up on signs. Because although it's
0: still not talked about yeah. enough, it probably is a little um, bit more than it used to be.
3: I said earlier, I, obviously, was I was at a service earlier for Baby Loss Awareness Week, and I said to someone that even in the six years since we lost lost Callie, that you know, I, I couldn't even have imagined something like this being done six years ago. Yeah, I couldn't have thought that something like this or, or other people like the three dads walking. Have you seen them on? Uh, so they've lost daughters to suicide, and and they're walking, and they do. It's just all these little things yeah. like that. Men now, you know, and and then you're hearing, you know, other podcasts like and they're getting men on to talk on on other podcasts, to talk about their feelings. So I think it's and there and you know, there's some celebrities coming out, you know. Yeah. And I I just think that it shifted so much in it's, six years. So I think now,
5: yeah, you're right. Where
3: can it go in the next ten? And I and I think that's where. I don't know where to use the word exciting because it shouldn't. But you know what I'm trying to say. Like I, I think it's it's like an elephant in the room. Word that is it. It is. Yeah, yeah you, but
0: you it shouldn't. It shouldn't be something you'd want to be excited no, about. But, but the possibility of it makes but, it. But, so. it sh- but
3: it should. But be yeah. because it means that we're helping people. It's f- it's so positive. Yeah. Uh, <clears> it is
0: positive, and,
4: and the reason. I mean, I say it on a daily basis, just just based on the line of work that I'm in. That because people will pose a question again, aren't And they'll say, "Are there more mental health issues now than there were in the past?" Yeah, or what you know? Why is it that there seems to be more of that now than in the past? And 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 I don't know. There's an answer for that, but my answer would be, people are more willing to talk about it, and so therefore you're shining a light yeah. on things that maybe were were in the darkness in previous years. I think- would
2: I would also argue though that there is an opportunity for people to be able to highlight things more than in the past because we have things like social media. But this is what I was yeah. about to say. It's, it's, it's a case of the, the world's a lot more noisy than it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. All, the, They've got a voice, whether, whether it's yeah. me speaking to you exactly. or whether it's me speaking to you through a message or whatever that yeah. may be. Yeah. What
0: Matt said about over the last 10 years, again, it, but it has become a case of... You wait for someone to do something. You can do it yourself. We're doing it. There's been some other podcasts as well. I'd like to shout out the Dad Still Standing podcast, which I've been listening to recently since I discovered them. Hopefully they'll reply to my message about coming on to our show at some point. I'll be good. <laughs> and, and all the other ones that are going on, and that's it. They're being done by themselves because now it's a delicate thing to say. And I can say this again. I think I'm in that situation with you guys now, knowing you well enough that I can do, to... Look, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. It's not, it's not like a question you'd want to answer, but if there ever was a time to go through something like this, now is possibly the best time in history for it because of the care that is available, because of the resources that are available. We couldn't even be doing something like this 15 years ago. Mm. Uh, just general improvements. In, and I know that it's a blunt thing to say, and, and it doesn't true. take away anything from what you guys have been through. And I'm not trying to say, including yourself, Chris, that this minimises any of the suffering. But this is in a place now where we can come together, you can have these conversations, you can be in that support network, and it's hopefully going to continue growing more.
1: Yeah, yep. I've known a couple friends, and, and that's not something they could have done 10 years ago, but today they'll tell you, yeah, $100 an hour is the best money you'll spend on therapy. Yeah. And it's absolutely worth the time to take care of yourself and open up and talk about it. My, my workplace was willing to give me a month and a half off for paternity leave. And then when I told them that we lost Conrad, they said, well, you get three days bereavement. And I had to call them and, and say, I don't know if you understand this. <laughs> Sorry,
3: did you say yeah. three days or three weeks? Three days. They give you three days. So in America, in, yeah. America, in America, you get a month and a half, you can get a month and a half turn. We get two
1: weeks of it, don't we? Ian? So I was going to take maybe three to four weeks off. But because you'd lost paternity? they only gave
3: you three days.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> Grief does not care
0: for color nor for faith. Mohammed Omar MBE joined us on episode 37 for a fascinating and a detailed look at baby loss within the Muslim community.
6: None of us realized that we decided to buy a cemetery which was backing onto the BNP. Can oh, you imagine?
7: Oh, so
0: I don't need to elaborate. Oh, no, no on. yeah. Were they okay? Was there a bit of a relationship between you guys? Have you
6: yeah, definitely. I would say ignorance in the yeah. sense that they did not understand yeah. what we were doing. And because we have a stream running through the cemetery, people, and we bury not in a, a coffin, we bury in a shroud. Mm. So people were just saying, oh, the bodies will be floating in the streams and all sorts of things to scare people. But obviously, nothing happened of yeah. that nature. But we enjoy a very good relationship with him.
0: I think, to a degree, especially you know, in a, in a country as multicultural as the UK, there is, yes. it's quite important that you know different communities actually do live in close proximity Absolutely. or work in close proximity. Because although there's a sense of irony about the fact that you end up buying <laughs> this plot of land which is next to the premises for the BNP, that is not a sentence I was expecting to say on this no, podcast. No, no, no.
1: We're <laughs> going to
2: we're gonna have to put a disclaimer on the start of
0: this. One. Yeah.
1: <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
6: People are so busy with their own lives. They don't even know who their neighbors are. So how will you have a mechanism? And that is why how counseling, people used to always say go to the mosque, but people, some of them are not religious. Some of them don't want to go there. So how do you create a mechanism to cope with that individual's grief? We should all work together. We have bit of differences. There is no doubt about it. The overriding factor is our all common aim is very simple. How do we support bereaved families and bereaved parents? That's all our goal. Everybody is the same. How we do it and how we not do it. And one of the things what the government have always said, if you do not support somebody who at that time has got everything, whole world has gone on there, you will end up paying more for that people, that person because of either medical or clinical. Why do you not fund all these organizations who are providing this support? Why have they been left to to actually try and survive by people's goodwill? Why? This is an important element. If they were not serving a purpose, do you think all these organizations would have survived? Don't look at somebody's color. Look at what they're going through. Don't look at people's circumstances. Just try and be with them at that time. And that is priceless in my view.
0: It was back to America for episode 38 and this time to Missouri and Joshua Hewson who joined us and opened up on feeling sucked into an emotional black hole after the loss of his baby Vivian.
7: And I go to her side of her bed and take Vivian from her and put her against my chest and... Um...
3: Take your time. Sorry, right. Take your time. Thank you. Thanks, fellas.
7: As soon as she hits my chest... I thought for sure I was going to fall down. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, no, you cannot fall down. You cannot fall down. And I got myself over to the little sofa thing in her room and guys, I've never shared this before other than very short number, low number of people. It just so overcame me. This was my baby girl and she's gone and she's with me and I can't do a damn thing. And I find myself uncontrollable, in my emotion, you know, we're on this floor where other families are the joy and happiness of bringing their babies into the world. Infrequently, the overhead speakers play the chime of a new baby coming, and here I am just completely like in this different sort of caveman state of just raw emotion, and it's largely uncontrollable I remember, you know, I apologized to Vivian. I apologized to Tiffany. Like I just couldn't do anything. And
3: and, <laughs> and, and and Josh, you know what the thing is, right? It's um, we've talked about this so many times in the sense of um, you, well, Ryan talks about it quite quite well and says that we, you know, men are meant to be uh, the fixers in the relationship and people who are meant to be able to do something about things. And, you know, if you're around people, you're, you know, you're not meant to be the vulnerable one, but you know <laughs> what, when, when you go through an experience like this, that you were talking about a black hole before that just goes out, 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 out the window completely. And it, and it, mm-hmm. and it, it's, um, the rules go out the window. There's no rules to it. There's no manual. There's no, Uh, way of doing things you said there's no right or wrong way and and you know you said you apologized and I think that that's an interesting Mm. I think it's an interesting thing you said there because you know uh it's the guy thing yeah yeah it's it's
7: it's irrational when you're clear-headed in that time in that yeah it it, it, it's just like that's just what came from me it's like I I'm I just want to just fix or solve or turn back time or something, you know, and she was beautiful and there was nothing wrong with her. Like, and, and so, and we were so blessed in that way. And, and (sighs) so then I even felt bad because I started like sort of hogging her. Like I was hogging the ball, if you will. Like, and, and so in my, in my emotional state, I remember Caroline, she was outside of the room and you know, she spent a great deal of time with us, but she came in to say, you know, Hey, do you want to take is it okay for me to do you need me to take vivian from you like because i think the girls at that point had sort of realized that there was sort of this physical thing and i was not going to let her go i mean i just got like basically mean i was like you no no one no one no one is taking my baby girl and so of course she was super respectful and and so kind and um i even I, to this day, I feel awful because I took time away from her with, with Tiffany and, but I can't explain it guys. It was just, it was so just raw and visceral. And I just, I needed, I needed what I needed and it feels terrible to say in some sense, in some sense, not, but that and that's where I was at. And I, forgive me because I want to be respectful of our time together tonight, but that was such a, a, such a pivotal moment for me. And, And yeah, I'll never, obviously, I'll never forget
2: it. I think as well, Joshua, is that um, I think as as bereaved parents, which is what we are, at that time when our child is brought into the world and we go through that sheer emotion and, and upset and devastation, I think it's also a fear of how we react because I feared for my own reaction and the reaction of others within that room mm. as well. You've mentioned this before. I always... I, I I always was racked with guilt. I always had a load of guilt. And I, I went to counselling after we lost mm. Lily. And I, I had quite a few counselling sessions. And um, I, th- I think the thing with guilt as well is where guilt is something that you can't fix guilt. You just let it ride and it will go eventually. But my guilt was that I was actually really scared... To hold Lily, because mm. I, I didn 't want to break her, I, I thought to myself she's, she's, she looks she looked peaceful, she looked asleep, she looked normal, and i didn 't want to hold her because I was petrified of breaking her and I've, you know amy 's mm. mum and, and my mum were in the room at the time, and they uh, gave Lily to me and and mm-hmm. it was a sense of absolute helplessness. Um, I don't think I've ever felt so useless at a, at a time where I wasn't able to, to, like you know, you've said yourself, I wasn't able to fix it. I wasn't able to make things better. I wasn't able to turn back time to go back, mm-hmm. you know, to, to wherever, it, whatever period of time I wanted to turn back to. Um, and, and I think that is the. I was frightened. I was frightened of my reaction.
7: A hundred percent. Ryan.
0: On episode 39, sports agent Jake Mallon joined us to talk us through his experience of losing baby Arlo to stillbirth and how he and his wife Ellie dealt with their heartbreaking and unexpected delivery.
5: We've not packed anything to take to the hospital. We didn't have a clue. In our head, we were fixated on Tuesday at 5 o'clock because that's what we'd been told. And We're driving to the hospital and the school runs on. There's a fuel crisis, so everywhere you move, there's traffic everywhere. And Ellie actually gave birth in the car on the way to the hospital. Oh, um, shit. Forty-eight hours ago, we we don't we'd got the news that our baby had passed, yeah. and now he's being born in a car, yeah, and you're on your own, and dead. I'm driving a car, I'm behind a, a wheel going thirty miles per hour, trying to think what the you know what the hell I'm am, am I'm doing. Yeah, we were stuck at the lights, and there was. Maybe thirty thirty kids waiting to get the bus to school and you're just you're lost and and you're kind of sitting there and all you want to do is scream. Nobody will ever, ever
2: understand it unless you have been through it. And and you can like I say, you know, you've got these professionals who have to do this on a daily basis and they have to deal with bereaved parents, bereaved families. Um, on a daily basis and it's amazing what they do and they are the mm. closest, at, you know, in terms of understanding but still will never understand
3: unless well, they're that parent. Yeah. It, well, the, the, yeah, and, the, and, and it's, it's, it's absolutely bang on because ultimately you've described to us your journey to the hospital, what happened after you found out about the news and as much as, obviously... mine and ryan's stories are different to yours we can relate to your feelings because we've been you know what i'm saying and it yeah you you know uh, you know every every story is different it's like any anything in the world but when it comes to baby loss you know your loss is different to mine loss is different to ryan's but as ryan said it is one of those experiences and 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 danny's as close to any close to anyone who hasn't lived it himself who can relate because yeah. of the amount of stuff he's now done with us. But it's, it, it is one of those experiences that you... you and I've said this before, you, you, you can put a professor in front of me with, the, with all of the doctorates you can get, masters, you know, whatever you want, and talk about this subject. But it, unless you have lived it, it's very difficult yeah, to, it's to, to, to feel those emotions, you know, and to feel yeah. the, the actual... Pain, really. Well, you're
0: right, though, isn't it? And that's, that's why it's important to have all those different types of supports, whether it is, obviously, you know, we're in a, an era now where we can sit in a room and, and do a podcast like this, and we've discussed this previously, how it's, it's on us, and to get the message out there, we can't keep waiting, although, you know, governments and more funding should be readily available. That that's always probably going to be a, quite a circular conversation, and we're in this position where we can where we can do it, and 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 also the ability to have yourself, Jake. I hate to use the word compare notes, but it's essentially what, what it is, isn't it? With with Ryan and with Matt, and with anyone who's listening and watching, and and then for 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 me who hasn't been through this, but have friends like I say with Ryan and Matt, and with other people knowing the things that actually it's all right that I can still. I need to figure out the right way to say this because I always struggle with it but just know that I'm there for you but I'm not going to push it all the time if you want to talk there is this and it doesn't have to be every time we talk about something and I'm going to try and sense when you when you need somebody and know when to step back and those are things that I think I'm more in tune with now than two years ago, mm, no,
1: definitely, absolutely, absolutely. and
0: just comes from from that. So yeah, so that, that's where we are with things. And what you said, Matt, about the and this is actually Jake something Matt said before we went live tonight. Because Matt, I know if you don't mind, you had a bad day on Friday, didn't you? Yesterday. So, um, yes, this, yesterday. Uh, yes, sorry, yes, ye- yesterday. So we announced Sunday. So yesterday, when he had his bad day, and it was just about the intensity of feelings, especially. As uh, what do you want to pick up from here? Because you can do a lot better job than yeah, I Yeah, no,
3: yeah. I mean, we, we're, we're six years down the line since we lost lost Cali, and, and uh, you know, you're obviously a year a year down the line. So it, y- your feelings are going to be different to mine because of how close you are at the moment. And I, 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 like I said, I just had one of those days yesterday where I was just in a in a in a slump, and I woke I literally woke up with it, and I couldn't. I just couldn't get going. I just could not. Every anything I did, tried to get busy, couldn't get going. Tried to. I've, we've gone on to have Callie's uh, sister. Tried to sort of play with her a little bit and whatever, and that didn't work either. But my point about this was that because we're six years down the line, I couldn't understand these feelings because they don't come as much as they did when we first mm. lost obviously you know so it's it's about different journeys and it's about different times and and things like this and like i said that these days for me now fortunately don't come as much as they did but when they do i'd almost forgotten how to deal with that had you learn, that found sense? ways yeah. to
0: to comfort yourself that you know that will work or is it depending on the particular time that's passed and how you are that day is there, obviously it's different for Because you'll have
3: that day again. Yeah, of course. At some point. Uh, It's interesting because I I text Rob, who's my best mate, and the first question he asked was... uh have you been for a run yet? <laughs> because that's my... It's your thing, that, it? yeah. but I, I couldn't... I didn't have time yesterday. So I, I think that played in my mind, I thinking, I ain't, ain't going to... You know, but as I said to you already, like, before we came on air, in the evening, if I'm having one of those days, I tend to kind of play safe and I'll watch something that I know is going to cheer me up. <laughs> like, so I'll, I might watch an episode of The American Office or something yeah. like this that it, I know I'm going to... I've watched before, but I'm going to laugh at because it's I, I enjoy it. So... Yeah. I suppose it's around coping techniques. Have yeah, you, ha, yeah. What have you... Have, has there been anything that you've managed to do or have you
5: tapped yeah. into that
3: or, you know?
5: It... It, it's it's so true. I, I literally wrote that down before tonight. It was I wasn't angry at the time. I was lost. I wasn't angry. I couldn't feel emotion. I think anger's probably come further down the line for me. You just feel like, you know, there's so much... She's, I, I feel... Sorry for him. He can't, you know, ever experience these things. And that makes me angry. And I have certain days, probably more recent in recent months, where you wake up, you get a shower, your mind's all over the place. And you try and, you know, you open your wardrobes and you're looking in your wardrobes. And all you want to do is, is literally rip out the whole wardrobe and scream. And that's your day then. And you're angry because of all the things that he's never going to enjoy or you know what I wonder what color eyes he had or what what color hair would he have had or you know I wonder what he'd be doing now a year on would he be walking all these things they still continue I think Mm. it's really difficult for people that haven't gone through it because they're so supportive for the first month two months you know everyone tries to do the right thing but this is a continual process and I think the biggest thing is like you do have those days I still wake up and it's all I can think about yeah. and I want to scream I want to rip the wardrobe out trying to you know I had a, a meltdown probably three months ago I couldn't find a pair of trousers to wear that would go with a certain shirt and I have got I stood at this wardrobe for ten minutes and I just wanted to head it it was just Matt struggles with that anger yeah. you still the
0: words out of my mouth
3: that's why, my, why I wear shorts that's
5: why you wear shorts
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: Kurt Payne joined us on episode forty. He lost baby Mabel Rose in 2021 and opened up about his grief journey and the need
3: for men to talk more. How was the communication with you, and, you and Bonnie? Was it okay? Was it?
8: I mean, me and, me and Bonnie have, have always kind of had that that relationship, where we're just kind of straight talking with each other, and you know, when we tell we tell each other how we feel, which does help a hell of a lot.
3: Yeah,
8: yeah, but what I just touched on there with, with the grief I think she found it quite hard to understand what I was doing um, because I was allowing her to, to to grieve and I'd go out and she oh, just saw it as oh, you're going out with, with your mates at the drive right. range?" right I was going to say was it the golf thing on. right okay yeah Interesting. you're carrying on as, as normal and, and it, I remember I went to the Champions League final um, with one of my mates and, and I just opened up to him, you know, and but that was, you know, it was, oh, you carrying on as normal, and and she didn't really. It's only been afterwards when I've when I've kind of broke it down to her that look, this is what needed to happen. Well, it's, um, an, it's an
0: interesting one, isn't it? Because I guess it, again, it comes down to that communication, and maybe some
8: guys might be yeah. might appear aloof
0: with it, and it's that whole. To a degree, you do need to have that sense of normality to continue. And, uh, and also, as we've mentioned, not every, you know, it's going to put a stress on the relationship. You know, they're pretty stressful anyway, just with, with the way life is. And not yeah. all of the relationships from people that you spoke to on, on the show before make it. So I think it's re- really interesting what you said about that. And from there, did, was, was there more of an understanding? Was the times when, obviously you were the stronger one and other times when Bonnie was there to support you? You almost take it in turns. To, yeah, definitely.
8: To be there for the other one, definitely. I think I think initially, I was I was the one who, who kind of took it on to just allow allow myself to not 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 show feelings, but do you know what I mean? Like I was the one who, yeah. like I say, was was protecting Bonnie a lot, and then and then other times, you know, late later on, I'd just be be having a bad day, and, and she'd kind of rally around me, which. It's, you know, you you need that. There's things where people that don't understand, they're not necessarily thinking in in what they're saying. So Mm. this is recently. So we've gone on to have Mabel's little sister, Loretta, Now I went back to work and someone said to me, it's all worthwhile in the end, wasn't it? But no, it wasn't. Uh, There we go.
1: Wow.
8: I've, got a, I've got a baby girl now, you know. Uh, there I've, really I've are some long proper knobheads in this it's,
2: world.
0: Because, again, we've said this before, it depends on the tone as well, doesn't it? I'm sure the intentions were good, but he just completely didn't, didn't mm. think about the words and the way it's coming across. Unless, of yeah. course, it was just a bit of a twat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I've said to people, I've, I think I've said this before, in fact, I have said this before on the podcast, is I always remember somebody else mm. saying to me, because we'd got Alfie, who was three, when we lost... Lily, and we've gone on, um, you know, and had other children as well. And you know, they have said, "Oh, you know, you've got Alfie," or you've gone on and had other children. And my response has always been, "So, which one would you give up? You know, because which child? Which one of your child uh, children? Sorry, would you give up? Mm. Because it is it it's 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 an insensitive comment. It's insensitive. It's ill thought. You know, there's no for somebody to say that." I get where they're coming from. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I get where they're yeah. coming yeah. from. But at the same time... Think about it. I've always been so, it before. You know, Engage, here. Yeah. Well, hopefully things
0: like this will help. You know, that's the yeah. reason why... Yeah, one of the reasons to do it is not just aimed at the, the dads who have lost. No. It's a, it's a conversation that everyone should be having and knowing that you can... Someone, you know, one of your friends can just call you up and... You can just go for a walk, a pint, whatever you want to do, play yeah, some definitely. games, go to the football. Definitely. And it is there to discuss if you want, but it's not mandatory that it needs yep. to be every time you, you catch up with your yeah, friends.
8: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean the person who it was, I, I having worked with him for years, I I knew I knew that he didn't mean it in, in a way that it came across, yeah. but it, you know, it did put me Did you put him right in, in a bad <laughs> mood. Yeah, got I just kind of walked away because okay. I just, yeah, yeah. you know, because yeah. to me, uh, I I feel like I've, I have a good relationship with the person who it was. Um, yeah, okay. But had I have started that, yeah, that conversation, it it wouldn't have okay. ended well. Have ended um, like, um, so I because, spoke be- to Bonnie and she kind of just you know calmed me down, and, and that's what I mean. She's been there in, in
2: that sort of way. Okay, um, I get you. So, you because know. it's a close friend of yours, then Kurt, I apologise for calling him a novice. <laughs> no, it's not close friend. It's a,
8: it's a workmate who you know. But that highlighted yeah. to me how how much people don't understand. <laughs> So there we go.
0: You are now up to date with the most recent five episodes on the Still Parents podcast. Of course, if you'd like to listen to them in their entirety, you'll be able to find the links to each of those episodes in the description to this one to find out more and to get in touch please visit our website stillparentspodcast.co.uk Still Parents Podcast is our Instagram and pod stillparents on Twitter you can get in touch with us via the Lily May Foundation and if you'd like to be featured on the show like we say when we're live you can come on for five minutes you can join us in person for the whole show you can just send a message whatever it is you are most comfortable with we will be back before the end of January with brand new episodes of the Still Parents podcast